0: Welcome to Ghostly. This is our Edgar Allan Poe episode. We're very excited about this. Uh, Rebecca, what is your favorite Edgar Allan Poe quote?
1: The
2: boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who shall say where the one ends and where the other begins? That's Mm. from The Premature Burial.
0: Ooh, wow. (laughs) That's <laughs> very keeping with the theme here
2: absolutely how about you pat what's your favorite quote
0: you know um i don't know where it's from actually now that i now that you told me where yours is from <laughs> i feel like i'm kind of inadequate but uh, mine is ah distinctly i remember it was in the bleak december and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor
2: Nice. I think yeah. we both picked some, some ghosty quotes. Yeah, for it's today. pretty easy
0: to do with Edgar Allan Poe, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So today's episode, as I said, is all about Edgar Allan Poe. He was one of the first Americans to earn a living as a writer.
2: Oh, I am so excited. This is my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know this.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Rebecca has a master's in English literature. Yes. In English literature. Yeah. And uh, wait, how do you say it? Literature? <laughs> Liter- literature literature literature
2: literature
0: <laughs>
2: yes i could do this every day
0: but this is actually a very special episode for ghostly isn't it it is so this episode also marks ghostly six-month anniversary yes yeah i we, can't believe it i can't either we've been doing very well and we have all of you to thank for that we recently marked our 10,000th download
2: yeah and we just blew right past that yeah too. actually
0: we're at 11 it's, something. Uh, it's
2: yeah. crazy
0: it's a huge milestone for an independent podcast like ghostly i have to say it's backed by not some big corporation it's backed by you the listener we are extremely honored that you have decided to listen and spread the word about us
2: absolutely it yeah. really i mean we don't as we've said, we don't make any money on this. We're just two people.
0: Well, not only do we not make money, we we pay money to be able to talk to you. So.
2: <laughs> yep, but we love it. It's been oh, so, I love much it so much fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, because we are getting a lot of new listeners, we want you to make sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player, whatever that may be, whether it is Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or Pocket Cast or whatever your favorite is. What's your favorite, Rebecca? PodCoin. PodCoin, okay, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That and I also use one called Downcast, but yeah, yeah, there's lots of good players out there. But hit that subscribe button.
0: Yeah, so you don't miss out on any of the episodes that we have planned for you. And we have a lot planned for you. We were just talking yesterday about an episode that I'm so excited about, but I don't want to give it away.
2: No, we got to lock down some guests and some things and yeah oh my god it's gonna out, be awesome it, it'll though. be great um and also when you're out there listening don't not just hit subscribe but also if you can hit that rate button yeah, five right? stars you five know, stars uh if you i can. would love for you
0: to to review us as well oh if you we can, love the reviews. On your podcast player yeah yeah
2: because this is what helps people find us for sure yeah
0: and i love reading you know what you guys have to say about us Yes. So far, it's been positive. So I hope to keep keep up with that. If not, then why did you even download this? Then? <laughs> well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. So the stars seem to be perfectly aligned for this episode, as it is our thirteenth episode. And yeah. Did you know that a lot of companies they shy away from that number thirteen?
2: Right. They'll purposely skip it. Yeah, like just they, like an elevator. Yeah, they skip that exactly.
0: floor. Exactly. Yeah, but we intend on celebrating it. Uh, to do this, we have a very special episode in store for you. But first, as always, we need to go over the poll numbers from last episode, the Winchester Mystery House. Yes. Rebecca, how were the numbers for last episode?
2: Well, th- I think this is a first. It is an exact high. Wow. Yep. I, it is. That was, I guess, so controversial. It was. How do you, you know, and the thing is, we don't know.
0: And we actually had a lot of um, people take the poll as well. So it's not like there was only two people, me and you taking
2: it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, there were other people taking the poll. And it went right down the middle of... 50% 50% said it is haunted because Sarah Winchester built it to trap spirits and 50% said it is not haunted because Winche- uh, Sarah Winchester built it as a calculated architectural tribute to her ideals. Yeah. I tried to to word your it's, thing. It's really hard. It yeah. was tricky. Yeah, in that little yeah.
0: spot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that that really speaks a lot because my theory was kind of out there, you know, but I still really believe that, it it all had to do with numerology, Freemasonry, and a bunch of other occult-like things that yeah. she did that for. If you,
2: if you haven't listened to the Winchester Mystery House episode, go oh, listen. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go listen, because then you'll hear all about uh, Pat's crazy theory.
0: It's not crazy. It's true. <laughs> all right. So I guess... We need to do something else. But, One more thing. Yeah, but this was your uh, mistake, yes, this so mistake this time. I made the mistake. We have time. some more corrections from the last episode. Uh, it had nothing to do with the Winchester Mystery House, though, and I'm going to let Rebecca tell you all about it.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I I was all on my high horse about My Girl uh, without remembering- The
0: movie My Girl. The
2: movie My Girl, Ah, uh, without remembering that the girl doesn't die—that's why there is a sequel because she's still around.
0: That makes so much more so sense <laughs> now, more right?
2: Because
0: I think in the second one, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say. I
2: don't I'm, have any. I, I, no, we say. are no making no more proclamations yeah, about my it. girl yeah. or my girl too.
0: My girl is now banned from ghostly. No. So who was it that died?
2: Ah, uh, Macaulay Culkin.
0: Well, not him, but his character, right? <laughs> his
2: character, right? The friend. I okay,
0: yes. yeah, we don't want to spread any rumors here. Yeah,
2: well, sorry. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. It involves bees. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was really sad. Actually, but, I shouldn't say anymore. What am I talking about? Probably wasn't bees. It was probably something else. It was probably just, flies or something. I, what? Right? A, okay. So no we are more not allowed. It is banned. No any
0: guest that we have that comes on that talks about my girl, we will edit that out, or we will we will have to punish them somehow so
2: you're ensuring that all future guests now are going to mention this movie Uh,
0: they better not
2: (laughs) i am sure Mondo's listening
0: nobody will be allowed to say a thing about this movie ever again
2: okay
0: (laughs) so let's get into edgar yeah let's
2: get into poe right we've 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 waited long enough i'm so excited about this
0: so uh again I find it very helpful to relate the story to a time period. Yes. Yeah. And in our last episode we talked about the civil war and Abraham Lincoln be- Abraham Lincoln. Did I just say Lincoln? <laughs> Abraham right. Lincoln becoming president. This was even before that. Edgar Allan Poe died 170 years ago. And when you say 170 years, it doesn't it doesn't seem that long ago, right? But it was. Yeah, it was. It's yeah, it it like a long time ago. It was really hard for me to picture this time period in American history. It was before the Transcontinental Railroad, so the West was not really being settled yet. And we talked about that in the last episode as well.
2: Oh, yeah. So this is, he, he was born 1809? Yes. And died 1849. 49. Yes.
0: We'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So a lot of states that are now part of the United States were not even states yet. That's a lot of times to say say states, I think. (laughs) Yeah, right? In fact, during my research, what I found interesting is that baseball wasn't even being played on a professional level until right before Poe died.
2: So I'm actually surprised that baseball was played in a professional level right after he died. Well, it
0: was before he died.
2: Oh, before he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds... I mean, like I would have imagined it was closer to... Yeah, like like 1900s. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, it was was played pretty early on. Wow. Uh, But one of the things that I found that was so interesting is that toilet paper was not even being sold until 1857. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So what did they use before toilet paper?
2: I don't want to know.
0: You know, I actually went down that path too. I really, really hope that I never get in trouble and people have to look at my browser history.
2: (laughs) Because it's
0: not the typical guy's browser history, let me tell you that. (laughs) Well,
2: you are Harrington. Yeah. You should tell them the history of your name.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm actually related to Sir John Harrington. And if you look that up, he was the person that made the first flushable toilet.
2: So you have a personal investment in all things toilet.
0: Yeah, I do, I guess. Yeah. So what did so you find? I'm out? allowed to speak about that. Then. Yeah. So they used anything. They um like the rich would use rags. Oh. That sounds really disgusting Someone to me. Someone has to clean those. But people were using corn cobs.
2: God, the co- Like okay, <laughs> the husk I could understand, but the cob
0: I think it was the cob. Maybe it was the husk. Oh,
2: I don't know. Either one. Either yeah, one. That is disgusting. There's those little hairs. I just nothing good. Yeah. Nothing good.
0: But to me, though, as I said, 170 years does not seem like it was that long ago. No. Just a few generations ago, the life that people lived was very different than it is today. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to make this about Poe then. What most people think of when they hear the name Edgar Allan Poe, well, what do you think of, Rebecca, when, you, when without your literature degree
2: <laughs> well definitely like dark spooky scary writer
0: wasn't he on scooby-doo uh,
2: you know what just like the ghost of george washington <laughs> i swear the ghost of poe has shown up he on was in
0: S- he was in some cartoon uh, maybe I know simpsons
2: that. i don't know but yeah he yeah. was somewhere <laughs>
0: we have now become a cartoon podcast actually <laughs> no um so yeah most people think of a very dark and morbid writer and this is very much who poe was But to understand why he was the way that he was, we have to look at his life and his super crazy death.
2: Yeah, this is shocking.
0: Yeah, it was really shocking. So, but we have to start. I'm not going to start with the death. That wouldn't be like us. We have to keep our listeners for a little bit. Okay. So Edgar Allan Poe was a child of traveling actors David and Elizabeth Poe. He was born on January 19th, 1809 in Boston. His troubled life starts very early, though, as both of his parents die before he reaches the age of three. Aww. Yeah. He then went and stayed with his godfather, John Allen, hence the Allen and the Poe in his name. So he was born Edgar Poe. It wouldn't have been the same without the Allen, right? No. John Allen was a wealthy tobacco merchant and lived in Richmond, Virginia. Poe did have a brother and a sister But when his parents died, they went and stayed with other family. So right away, he was separated from everybody that he knew, pretty much.
2: Wow. That's not a a harsh start to life.
0: Right? And to make things worse, John Allen and his wife, Frances Valentine, never formally adopted Poe.
2: I mean, think about that. Just growing up with these people that were your guardians and they don't ever... Adopt you. You
0: have to feel so unwanted then, yeah, you know? I mean, I'm sure that they took care of him. I'm sure they provided for him. Well, we'll talk about the extent to which they took care of him and provided for him, but I mean, that's just really sad right there. Yeah. So John Allen had his own ideas of what he wanted Poe to be. He wanted him to be a businessman and a Virginia gentleman. But Poe had another idea of what he wanted from his life. He dreamt of being like his childhood hero, the British poet, Lord Byron.
2: You know, we all, this sounds very common, right? I think we can all relate to the parents wanting their child to do the responsible thing and, you know, be a businessman and a, and a, and a gentleman. But then they're like, no, man, I want to be a poet.
0: Well, I actually shocked my parents growing up because I said I when I grew up, I wanted to be a saint. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be St. Patrick. <laughs> the second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did
2: you have any idea uh, what you were going to do to achieve your, your sainthood? I
0: thought it was like a job. Oh. <laughs> that's what I thought, that you would apply for it and become it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: All right, in 1826, Poe started to attend the University of Virginia. He was really good at school and because he was very intelligent. John Allen was willing to pay for around a third of his education, though. And Poe struggled to find the other two-thirds that he needed. So Poe took up gambling to supplement the rest.
2: Again, this feels very modern to me, right? I mean, today... College is so expensive that, I mean, I'm sure in this case, John Allen probably had the money. He could have paid for the whole thing. He was very wealthy. Yeah, and he just did it. But I think that happens a lot today where people can't afford, you know, their parents can't afford to to pay for everything. So you do what you got to do. Absolutely. Gambling seems very risky.
0: Well, good thing Poe was a good writer. Because he mm. obviously was not a good gambler. Uh oh. <laughs> By the end of his first term, he was burning his furniture to stay warm. Oh. Poe had no choice but to drop out. Mm. He went to visit his fiance at the time. How do you say her name?
2: Elmira Royster.
0: Elmira. I didn't want to misspeak there. Mm-hmm. And he found out that she was engaged to another man. You
2: mean she didn't want to marry the guy who was burning his furniture to stay warm? Right, yeah.
0: (laughs) So needless to say, Poe was heartbroken and defeated when he returned to the Allen mansion. The relationship between Poe and John Allen was very strained and Poe was not in a good place. One day, Poe had taken all that he could and he decided to leave the Allen home to pursue his dream of becoming a poet.
2: It's all because of you, Dad. It's because of you.
0: So he published his first book, uh the Tamerlane? 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 Tamerlane at the age of eighteen. But in order to come up with the money to do this, he decided to enlist in the army.
2: Aha, there you
0: go. Obviously, when you when you picture Poe in your head, you obviously see him in army fatigues, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> he looks like a soldier, right? <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. Uh, Two years later, he was given the opportunity to go to West Point to become an officer. But this is not what Poe wanted. Now, let me just say that it is very prestigious to go to West Point.
2: Oh, to be an officer, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and um, he didn't do very well at that, though. So he, he kept writing and publishing poetry, and it made it very difficult for him to keep up with the high demands of West Point. And he was thrown out after eight months.
2: Oh, Poe.
0: Yeah. So Poe was broke again. And he had nobody now. So he went to Baltimore to be back around his relatives. And guess what happened? What? One of his cousins robbed him in the middle of the night.
2: Oh, come on.
0: Right? This guy cannot get a break.
2: (laughs) Did you, poor Poe. Poor Poe. Did you know that my family came from Baltimore?
0: No, I didn't.
2: Yeah. Um, Ooh,
0: maybe you're related to the Poe's. I'm
2: telling you. Yeah. No, on my father's side, that's where, that's where they landed and then uh, eventually moved west to Chicago. Wow.
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, have you ever been there?
2: I have, actually. And I went oh. and I saw their old house.
0: Did you see Poe's house?
2: No, I, 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 this was a long time ago okay. before I knew about Poe, really. like What? Yeah.
0: You didn't see him on Scooby-Doo?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like I knew about Poe, but I didn't care about him like I do now. So I, I regret this. I, I definitely I want to go you. back.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely love to check that out. So he did find a family member that, that was not going to rob him in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yay. So he turned to his aunt. Um, Maria Clem, and she became a second mother to him when he needed it the most. She welcomed him into her home. That was nice, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Clem had a daughter. Her name was Virginia, and she helped Poe by being a courier for him. So she would deliver his love letters to different women because actually, Poe, even though you can't tell by the pictures, he was... He was a ladies' man. Ooh,
2: well, he could write. And you know what? We like? we like men that can write us love poems.
0: All I could write is podcast notes. That's all <laughs> I could write. But eventually, Virginia and Poe ended up starting their own relationship. Uh, oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> John Allen died and left Poe out of his will but Alan did manage to include an illegitimate child that Poe had no idea of.
2: Uh, but it was maybe, I guess, his blood child. So. It was, yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, to think, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Another setback for the poor Poe. Yeah. Well, Poe needed money. He was living in poverty. Like, really, mm-hmm. really broke. I and mean, he couldn't even afford a cell phone. Right? I mean, that is so broke. (laughs) So he took on an editorial position at the Southern Literary Messenger in Richmond. He excelled at this and helped make The Messenger the most popular magazine in the South. He included his own stories in this magazine, and he wrote some book reviews, like lots of book reviews. But the writers that he reviewed were not at all pleased with his reviews as they were very harsh on many of them. I don't actually think he wrote one positive book review. <laughs> I did not find one. So Poe brought Maria, Maria? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clem mm-hmm. Uh, and Virginia to Richmond and ended up marrying Virginia. So he uh, was 27 and she was 13.
2: I was, so first cousin... First cousin, yes, and a really big age difference, yeah, gross age difference.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't like R. Kelly or anything like that. So back in those days, it was common for women to get married very, very young.
2: Yeah, but I feel like like sixteen, kind of young. No, thirteen. A lot of
0: them were that age, and they would usually die giving giving birth to a child. Oh, man. Yeah. That's why a lot of men back in those days got married several times, too. Oh,
1: gosh.
0: And the age difference uh, is not the only thing. It's the cousin thing. Yeah, that. really. But in those days, too, it was not uncommon to court your cousin.
2: Yeah, that that part definitely I've heard before. Yeah. yeah.
0: So... That's the negative I have to say about Poe and that's the one part that made me feel differently about him. Yeah, a little bit. Like if I could just eliminate this part of the history, yeah. everything would have been like, man, my heart would have went out to this guy. Poe was not happy with the money that he was making in Richmond and he moved to New York City and then to Philadelphia a year later. He continued writing for a number of different magazines. Poe was actually making a living of sorts as a writer. This was something that was unheard of in his day, especially in the U.S. And by living, I mean he was barely getting by, but he was able to afford a roof over his head and food. He had to get basic cable, though. Oh. Yeah, right? He didn't still get HBO, cell phone. Game of Thrones. He yeah. didn't, He wasn't able to watch that. Aww. And still no cell phone, yeah. Man. In January 1845, Poe's publication of The Raven made him a household name. In fact, if I asked 100 people, what's one thing that Poe wrote, they're going to say The Raven. Oh, easily. 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 Uh, He was able to draw large crowds to his lecture, and Poe started demanding more money then. He published two books that same year and was able to pull enough money together to buy out the owners of the Broadway Journal.
2: So he was finally getting some success.
0: He was, yeah. The Broadway Journal did not do that well, though. Oh. But he was making some money from his writings. Uh, Virginia started getting ill.
1: Oh, no. And
0: Poe started a relationship with a married woman in 1846. Okay. Well, there is some speculation, though, that his relationship with Virginia was not, was not a typical marriage.
2: I see. It was more just a like.
0: Out of convenience or something. Keeping the family
2: together kind of thing.
0: Yeah. But I'm not sure about that though. Because I've heard conflicting things. So they moved into a tiny cottage in the country. And Virginia went with him. But passed away of tuberculosis the next year. She was 24 years old.
2: Well, they were married 11 years then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, supposedly they were happy, even if not you yeah. know, a typical marriage. Her death devastated Poe and left him unable to write for months. And for a writer that's barely getting by, not being able to write for a couple months could do you in right there.
2: Absolutely.
0: Poe traveled the country giving lectures. He returned to Richmond in 1849 and reconnected with his first fiancée. What was her name again? Elmira. Elmira. Elmira Royster. Royster. Now it was Shelton. So she got a new last name because she got married. Mm -hmm. But she was widowed, and they became engaged and intended to marry in Richmond after Poe returned from a trip to Philadelphia and New York to do more lectures. However, Poe never returned. Poe had stopped in Baltimore but disappeared for several days. So on October 3rd, which is kind of significant to this story. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a second. Poe was found delirious in Baltimore, Maryland. He was in great distress and in need of immediate assistance, according to the man who found him, Joseph W. Walker. He was taken to the Washington College Hospital where he died at 5 a.m. on Sunday, October 7th. He was 40 years old. Poe was never coherent enough to explain how he came to be in this condition. Wow. Yeah, I thought, man, he died so young. Shocking. But the but the average life expectancy of of a man in those days was 37.
2: Yeah, well, but I would also say though it depends what Class you were, and even though he was poor, I still think he was a little bit of a gentleman, a little higher class. So, I bet well, he acted longer... like he was at least. Yeah, but so, still, oh. yeah.
0: But the exact cause of post death remains a mystery. Really, although there's a lot of theories about how how he died. Uh, some of them range from rabies to syphilis to drinking. Drinking is one of them. But one of the most intriguing causes of death. Is by cooping. What is that? Yeah, it's a way that people committed voter fraud. Actually, what? So people were grabbed off the street by so-called cooping gangs, <laughs> or they were also called election gangs. Uh, they were working for a, a particular politician, and they would be kept in a room called the coop. So that's where we get that term from. You know, they flew the coop. <gasps> Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: And they were given alcohol or other drugs in order to make them comply with what they wanted. This is also where we get the term being cooped up.
2: Okay, this story is taking a turn I was not (laughs) ready for.
0: Right? It is, definitely. So if they refused to vote the way that the gang intended, then they would be beaten or even killed.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the reason people are saying that this might have been a case of Cooping is because he was found in a bar that was being used as a voting house and he was wearing someone else's clothing.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, which was, it was a thing with Cooping though because they would try to disguise the person and get them to vote multiple times. They want to get the most votes that they can out of their alcohol well, you or know poison.
2: What? It makes sense that we're a Chicago-based podcast and we're talking about this.
0: Yeah right. I mean, we say vote early, (laughs) vote often, right? Yeah, absolutely. So to make things even weirder, yet I know it was really weird before, but now it's going to get even weirder. We're not done with
2: the weirdness.
0: The night before Poe died, he kept calling out the name Reynolds, and nobody knows who this Reynolds is. (laughs) Although there was a judge that oversaw the fourth ward polls at the tavern where Poe was first discovered named Henry R. Reynolds.
2: Well, okay then.
0: So maybe it was this whole voter fraud thing. So, yeah. People have been fixing elections since the dawn of time. Since
2: there were first elections, I'm sure.
0: His last reported words were, Lord, help my poor soul. Aww. Very poetic still to that very end. Yeah. All medical records and documents, including Poe's, death certificate have been lost, if they ever existed at all.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, they didn't really care so much about writing stuff then. Um, writing stuff down like death and birth, and they would usually keep track of things in the family Bible.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Well, and he yeah. wasn't, I mean, he was known, I mean, he made a living, but it wasn't like, I and he wasn't Stephen King, you know? Well, like some he super was Stephen popular. King
0: before Stephen King.
2: Well, yeah, but I just mean like the level of popular. It was no Danielle Steele.
0: Ah, (laughs) nice. No V.C. Andrews. V.C. Andrews. (laughs) All right. So I tried to leave as much as I possibly could out about the writing because we have somebody with a degree in literature (laughs) that would like to tell you about his writing.
2: I'm trying to keep myself from making this into some crazy lecture that no one needs or wants to hear.
0: I talked to her about that. I told her (laughs) people don't want to hear a half hour about you talking about English.
2: (laughs) But if anyone (laughs) wants to start like a book club or something online, we can totally do that.
0: I thought you're already part of a book club. Well,
2: I am, but I mean like with, you know, listeners and, and, you know, or if you want me to like record a video or, or do something about it, you know, you just, just send me an email rebecca ghostly com, and you know if if the listeners want it you know
0: oh speaking branch out speaking of uh recording we're recording a little bit early this this time period because you have the weekend of horror coming up
2: no it's called horror fest
0: the weekend of a horror
2: Horror Fest, where my friends and I get together and Welcome catch up on to the
0: weekend of horror. <laughs> it's time for Horror Fest. <laughs> so yeah, tell them tell them what that is.
2: Oh well, my friends and I get together and we uh, watch all the horror movies that we've missed over the last Ooh. year. We catch up.
0: What's what's the um, what's the main show? What's the what's well, the top billing we, of this horror? So
2: weekend? we're all. It's been one of those like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Trying to avoid it um, this whole last year. None of us has seen Heretic heredity hereditary yet it's I've never even heard Hale. of. This. oh it's supposed to be really good i'm sure all the listeners are like you're serious you haven't seen it yet i know um but we all none of us we all managed we couldn't see it together so we were like yeah. pack you know packed packed no one watch it and so we've kept it okay so
0: that's yeah. gonna be the one yeah. okay so tell us about edgar Allan poe's writing okay <laughs> i hope it's <laughs> better than the movie us yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> controversial yeah right
2: <laughs> okay so in case we've forgotten i just wanted to mention a few of poe's more famous works uh, obviously pat mentioned the raven um there's also one of my favorites the fall of the house of usher
0: sounds like a game of thrones thing too such a, a good like story the Third time i mentioned game of thrones
2: yeah i think you might be just a little excited
0: yeah, and oh, actually when this comes out. Yes, we will have already seen it.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh and most of you have heard of or read or seen the telltale heart. Yes. Right? Uh some of you uh some others uh ha- may have also read or heard of um the cast of amantiago. Mantiado, Mon- excuse me. I can never say that, right? Uh and the pit in the pendulum. He is also credited with creating the first series of modern detective stories.
0: Isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah. He was the first one. Wait, but, what
0: about Sherlock Holmes?
2: No, Sherlock Holmes was later, like 50 years later. What? Or 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. Nope. This is before Sherlock Holmes. So he Holmes.
0: inspired something like
2: that. Mm-hmm. So uh his name he created a detective. Um see Dupin. I have actually no idea if that's how you pronounce it. I should have checked that out. I think but it's
0: called Dupin.
2: Dupin. 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 <laughs> uh, the murders in the Rue Morgue is probably one of the more popular ones. I've heard of that one. The yes. mystery of Marie Roget, which I actually have not read. I don't. I, or I don't remember reading it. Oh so my I need god! To there's a that.
0: book you haven't read. Well,
2: it's a story, but yeah. And uh, then the Purloined Letter, which I have definitely read. Okay. Um. So it, it's just interesting, and they're very. They are different. Than these other stories because yes. they're they are detective novels and they they're dark certainly because obviously it's they're solving a murder but it's not that supernatural element.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
2: it's it's different and uh, it's, anyways, it's just super interesting. Um, he actually wrote these before the term detective even existed. Wow. There, like, there wasn't a word detective. Wow. And yet he imagined a detective.
0: Do you know what my favorite work by Poe is? I think you do.
2: I do, but why don't you tell us? Annabelle. Yeah.
0: That is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Please read your Poe.
2: Yeah, read your Poe. If you haven't read your Poe, you should read your Poe.
0: Ooh, Poe, poetry. Ah, ha, ha, ha.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yes. Uh, I I also um, like uh, Legia. Legia is also a popular...
0: I think that was on HBO, right?
2: <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, a little bit more. So, I've been trying to find a way to talk about Poe as a writer that, again, isn't too crazy. Um, he, you mentioned that he uh, wanted to be like Byron, Lord Byron. Yes. You know, he really admired those romantic writers in England, and his writing was certainly influenced by writers like Byron, also Mary Shelley. Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. Um, As well as Washington Irving in the US. So, you know, really, we did have. That was
0: uh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, right?
2: So we did have dark. See,
0: I know one thing.
2: You do. You know more (laughs) than one thing. Um, The romantics. Because it was in the notes, actually. (laughs) The romantics focused on emotion and wanted to use emotions to affect the reader and create a pure sense of, of beauty in both the atmosphere of the story and in the characters. And and the beauty could be horror. You know, the emotions they would use was shock, awe, um, terror, you know. I mean, they would also use positive emotions too, but, yeah, but a anything, lot of it was the... Anything
0: the, to bring out that emotion. To bring it out, yeah. exactly.
2: Whether it was talking about nature, people, you know, they wanted to create that, that feeling. Yes. So to me, Poe took that concept and really pushed it forward and added in that Amer- those American ideas to yeah. it and, and really made it his own. Yes. Right. And while I'm a believer, Poe himself really didn't necessarily feel that his works were all that supernatural.
0: Yes. And and
2: this is a debate. I mean, there's nothing that says
0: that Poe actually believed in spirituality.
2: No, uh, definitely not. Though, again, critics, when you read, read about Poe, there's definitely lots of theories on his works.
0: Well, he knew about it, you know? Oh, certainly. Yeah.
2: But uh, a quote that I found that I thought was interesting is that he states in an early introduction to his works um, that the terror he wrote about was not fantastic, but was realistic and based on true principles of human nature and conduct. And actually, um, I wrote a paper on the fall of the House of Usher, uh, and that was actually the argument that I made, which was that the terror and horror that the main character felt wasn't really weird. It was actually based on the reality of the situation Mm. that the character was in. So, kind of interesting. Uh, I wish we had more time (laughs) to delve into his stories (laughs) and really talk about them, but we don't, we definitely don't. We've we've already taken a long time. Um, but I encourage everyone to read his works. Even if you did in high school, read them again because you will read them differently and you will find more to enjoy in them. Um, so to get you started on that though, don't we have something to share?
0: Yes, we do. We do. Um, yeah,
2: so, my friend.
0: My friend too. And
2: your friend too, yeah. uh, uh, Philip Charles D'Onofrio. Uh,
0: I call him Dr. Phil.
2: <laughs> he actually um, is a poet that I went to grad school with.
0: He's an incredible poet.
2: He really is. And he, he was, actually
0: read some of his work uh, to me and to a group of people I was with. I think you were there too. Yes. And oh my God, he it's is amazing. amazing.
2: He really is. He is. Yeah. Um, and so we asked him to read a poem of Poe's. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was gracious enough to, to do that.
0: So yeah, it's just, uh, it, he's amazing.
2: Yeah, he really is. And I just want to do one more plug for him real quick. Um, he also wrote a ghost story. What? Yeah, called The Hauntings of El Tovar. Which is it takes place in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Yes, Uh, and and it was actually published in the the Northwest Herald, and uh, it's based it's it's a ghost story, but it is based on uh, true
0: story, true events. Yeah. So, can we post a link to that in our show notes? Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Well, let's hear,
1: Phil, "A Dream" by Edgar Allan Poe. In visions of the dark night I have dread of joy departed. But a waking dream of life and light hath left me broken-hearted. And what is not a dream by day to him whose eyes are cast On things around him with a ray turned back upon the past? That holy dream, that holy dream, while all the world were chiding, hath cheered me as a lovely beam, a lonely spirit guiding. What though that light through storm and night so trembled from afar, what could there be more purely bright in truth's day star? What though that light through storm and night so trembled from afar, what could there be more purely bright in truth's day Day
0: star. Well, thank you very much, Phil, for that just amazing and spooky reading of Edgar Allan Poe.
2: I like in my mind that's how Poe sounds,
0: right? Like Phil. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Except, I think he elongates things, you know, a little bit more than Phil does. Like whenever I think of Poe, I think of the Raven. Nevermore. That's why I didn't read it. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I thought Phil sounded amazing. He did. Better than Poe. As good as Poe. I don't even know. But to me, that's, we, I don't think we have any recordings, obviously, of Poe's voice. No, we so don't. that's, that's Poe to me.
0: Yeah. All right. So why don't we get into the ghost story?
2: Yes. Finally. Right. right? Let's get to <laughs> it. <laughs> In many ways, it is not surprising that Edgar Allan Poe would haunt this earth as a restless spirit. Poe lived a difficult life in many ways. Losing his parents early, getting kicked out of school, losing his wife. All of these add up to a life of tragedy. However, things were starting to improve. Reconnecting and getting engaged to the widowed Amira and finding success not just as a critic but also as a writer. Reaching a level of fame where he could support himself doing what he loved to do finding the pure, aesthetic, dark beauty that is human nature through his writing. But just as Poe was getting his life together, he died mysteriously, tragically. The master of storytelling is unable to communicate his own story in his final days. Mm. Imagine the frustration of that. That aggravation has caused his spirit to haunt his grave site and possibly several other places as well.
0: Wow. Well, I think we need to take a small break and listen to one of our sponsors uh, while we get ready for our great debate. Let's do it. Because I got stuff planned. Okay. Okay. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin. Just for listening to podcasts. That sounds easy. It is. You can then donate your pod coin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your pod coin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks.
2: That's great.
0: Who doesn't like Starbucks?
2: Um... I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks.
0: Yeah, they'll give you um, gift cards right cool. there.
2: And you could donate those gift cards too.
0: You could, yeah. So download Podcoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code Ghostly to receive 300 Podcoins just for checking it out. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well. We're ready we for this ready ghost for this, debate? Ready for this debate, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't like to knock my heroes though, so. Yeah,
2: well, it's not him, it's the, the people that see him.
0: Yes, right,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, one of the most popular places Poe is said to haunt, really, I think the main one is his own grave. That is where people say they have seen him, taken pictures of him, felt his presence. Wait,
0: they saw him taking pictures of him? Or no they were taking was, They've
2: seen him they've also taken, they've taken pictures, pictures where they've him. seen him yeah I was going
0: to say like he was like taking selfies No but okay no go ahead I'm sorry That's
2: okay Um his grave was moved where From where it was originally, where yes. it had like no marker really, much of anything. Yes. And, and then it was moved uh, because they built a church, I believe, or something. Well, I think it
0: was moved because they wanted to put him in a more prominent space. Mm. And this was in the 1870s.
2: Well, I'd, I, my understanding was that a bunch of graves were moved, but I bet that's a big part of it. And they, yeah. they gave him certainly a bigger monument. Yes. The big monument that we see today. Um, and actually some people even claim that it's not his body that's there. That you know, mm. he you know, when he died again, it wasn't really like a big deal. Maybe it was Reynolds. <laughs> um so his ghost is claimed to have been to people claim to see his ghost at his grave. Also in the, the 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 church itself has catacombs, which are kind of down below where a lot of the people that had been buried ended up down there. Yeah. Um, and that supposedly he haunts down there as well. Hmm. So what do you think, Pat?
0: I think it's rubbish. I, <laughs> I'm i sorry. Have you have you seen some of the pictures?
2: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, I have too. I don't really buy into it. I think that people want this adventure. They want this <laughs> ghost adventure. Where have I heard that before?
2: <laughs> uh, they
0: want this ghost adventure. They want to be able to have a story about it. And I believe that that leaves them more susceptible to these kind of uh, things happening. I, I don't think that it's anything. Mm. Okay. Sorry.
2: All right, well. I, I don't
0: have anything, you know, really to back it up on with this one. But you, just, you
2: just don't believe them.
0: No, I mean, everybody wants to tell a good story though, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, you agreed.
2: But, I mean, that does if, if a bunch of people have seen it, I don't know. There's, there's some. Uh, we'll post some pictures. You know. we'll yeah. s- We'll see what people think.
0: All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's
2: move on. So this next one is funny. Uh, maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: a very, uh, but where Poe is a little more playful.
0: Oh, the playful Poe. So poetry.
2: There's. So I've, I don't know. I see something about Fell's Point, but then I've also heard this is in Baltimore. So I don't know. if Fell's Point is like a like a an area within Baltimore, but um, the name of the bar is the horse you came in on. Huh. Okay. <laughs> which mm-hmm. I like. And it supposedly was one of Poe's favorite places to drink because he did like to drink. What? Which is why a lot of people do say that, you know, his his death had to do with alcohol and alcoholism. Though as you say, it doesn't typically or I think we've talked we talked about this a little bit, like does that make you incoherent for like three days? For three or, or four whatever. days. Yeah. yeah. But still, he he definitely uh liked to drink. Um so his ghost is considered a troublemaker. Oh. In this bar, uh, the chandelier swings by itself mm. and the owner and employees uh, alike have seen the cash register open and close without cause. So do you want to stop for a second? Anything to say on the, the chandelier?
0: No, I'm going to say something for the overall.
2: The overall, okay. Uh, many witnesses claim that if a patron denies the presence of Poe's ghost, their bar stool is pulled out from under them And beer bottles dropped to the floor. Regulars at the horse, which is the oldest continuously running bar in North America, I don't know if that's true, but some website said that, established in 1775, uh, verify these stories. So the regulars are like, yep, totally true.
0: Okay, so what I'm going to say is um, this bar, they make money based upon Edgar Allan Poe. So wouldn't it be within their best interest to be like, hey, Edgar Allan Poe haunts this place. I bet you people would go just to see that. Like I want to go just to deny his existence and have him pull the bar stool from me. And I want to see the beer bottles falling on the floor.
2: You know, I'm going to actually agree with you on this one. What? I know. You never agree with me, but I'm going to agree with you on this one because I, it seems just too silly. Yeah, like there's too many things, and they're and it's only the employees that talk about it. Or I mean, I suppose that I guess the patrons supposedly do, but it just seems a bit too much. If they had stopped right before telling us about the bar stool,
0: uh-huh, right, I uh-huh. might
2: have been more on their side. But uh, it does seem a little bit mm,
1: silly, far fetched. Yeah. Me.
2: Okay, I've I've one last ghost sighting. Okay, so I, I will say there's. And I, I'm not mentioning all of the Poe ghost sightings. Like yes. basically anywhere that Poe ever went, lived, did anything, yeah, people will claim, and his ghost is there. And
0: it's because he's so dark and morbid that I think that people are more open to that.
2: Yeah. So I just picked the kind of the yes. the biggest ones, right? Yes. Now, interestingly, the 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 so the, his grave is where people see him most, but. Biggest ghost sightings associated with Poe is actually something a little different. It's his house in Baltimore, okay. where he lived with Virginia and Maria. Maria. Yeah. Um, so th- I think this was the first house that they were at. Oh, and- Maria's house. Maria's house, yes. Okay. It was set to be demolished in the 1930s, but it was bought by the Edgar Allan Poe Society and opened as a museum in 1949. Does this sound familiar to you?
0: Yes, it does. It's, it reminds me of um, like Mount Vernon, right? George Washington, right? Yes, the yes. ladies bought the house, yes. turned it into
2: a museum, right? So they have a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, but in this house, there are unexplained cold spots along with uh, windows flying open, slamming shut. Um, and people even see a specter, a ghost. Mm. But the ghost that they see, everyone is very clear is not Poe. So yeah. it's Poe's house, or the house that he lived in once.
0: Okay. How did they know it's not Poe?
2: Well, they say that it's a woman. And it's always described uh-huh. as a heavyset woman. Poor lady in death being described as heavyset. With
0: gray hair. Yeah, I bet hair. you she doesn't weigh anything. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> with gray hair and period clothing from the early 1800s. So... Not Poe. Uh, and in fact, I actually wonder if Poe saw this ghost. Oh. It may have been from before his time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe this person wrote some of his poetry.
2: Well, he inspired some of yeah. his poetry.
0: So, yeah.
2: So, wh- so what do you think about the cold spots, Poe? Pat okay. About Poe. Poe, I just called you Poe.
0: Poe, Pat. Pet po- <laughs> Poe.
2: Okay, I think we're getting a little.
0: Mm-hmm. Slap happy. Keep, keep yeah. it
2: going here. All right, so what do you think about the cold spots?
0: What I think about the cold spots is that it is a old house. There's going to be cold spots. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know where we came up with this idea that cold spots lead to ghosts. That's like automatically, I think somebody said that once and we just kind of carry that out. And whenever you're in a place where there could be ghosts and there's a cold spot, oh, there's a ghost. I, I don't believe in that at all.
2: <laughs> well, I think part of it has to do with the energy changes and just how sudden it is and it it and it often I think that's part of the first part of ghost hunting is trying to rule out any reason for the cold spot other than something else, something unexplainable, something paranormal. Okay,
0: well what about doing the opposite and proving that this cold spot is a ghost? They well, never, they never do that. They try to rule it out. but And then when they can't figure out anything else, they don't just say, well, it's an unexplained cold spot. Have you ever gone swimming in like the ocean or a lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you ever feel like cold spots and warm spots?
2: Yeah, but it's not, it's different.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying that there could be that in houses and stuff too. That's random. That's random.
2: Yeah. I mean, like the ocean, there's like, an explanation
0: for that. But. Okay. Well, uh, I work in downtown or near downtown Chicago and I will tell you that there's blocks that are colder than other blocks.
2: Yeah. But this is like a small little area.
0: I don't know when I start feeling this cold or not. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the cold spots are ridiculous.
2: Okay. Well, let's move on. Okay. How about the window? So like flying open slamming shut there's even um a documented where the uh, window even fell out of its frame and smashed on the floor
0: i would again say this is a really old house and um maybe there's a breeze that's causing the cold spot too
2: yeah but a breeze would not cause a window to go up and down
0: not in a modern day house, but in an older house. Not even
2: in an older house. We've all been in older houses. And wait, how
0: do you know that they go up and down? That's what, what if it they says. Go in, what if they go in and out or out and in? Well, wouldn't Wouldn't one of those older windows, they wouldn't have it where they lift up. <laughs> they would have it where it swings out.
2: Uh, well, I suppose maybe that's something we should look into.
0: No, I'm, I'm 100% positive that they wouldn't have windows Ooh. that would open up
2: hundred percent positive I'm a hundred percent uh-huh
0: okay so uh what other things did you have there the sighting of the woman woman. yes uh well I would say I'm not gonna judge Poe
2: Oh. if he wants to dress
0: as an older uh (laughs) heavyset woman that's up to him you know he could do whatever he wants no I I um I think that You're in a spot where you know it's Poe's house Mm -hmm. and Poe is very dark and very morbid and you're going to want to see something. So I believe it's, again, just people believing in something that's just not there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that they made it up. Maybe Mm -hmm. they saw something, but it, it wasn't real. I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, again, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of people seeing it.
0: Yeah, Rebecca's googling right now. I'm
2: well. I'm trying to figure out if I can see the window, but I it's I'm I'm struggling. It's really hard to tell in the pictures.
0: Even if you did, then it was put there in modern times. Well, they wouldn't have had the technology to do that.
2: Well, I think that takes a little. We we need some more research. All right, think
0: about Scrooge. Did he lift up the window and put his head out and say, "What day is it?" Or did he? Open up the shutters. <laughs> he opened up the shutters. That's what they did.
2: Well, I think I've been, I've seen Shakespeare's house. I'm not convinced that there wasn't, there wasn't. Up windows. There wasn't. There uh-huh. wasn't. Well, we'll, uh huh. Well, we all need to, we all have homework. We need I to go don't. research the history of windows.
0: I don't. You do.
2: <laughs>
0: Can I, I tell have, you? The burden of proof lies on you, not on me.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to do some window research.
0: All right.
2: (laughs) Hey, can I tell you one more like, sort of spooky thing that's not ghost? Yeah. Okay. That's what
0: we're here for.
2: (laughs) So this is another story regarding Poe's grave, and it's called the Poe toaster.
0: Like you make for breakfast? No. Oh, okay.
2: It's toaster like you toast... Um, uh, uh, alcohol.:
0: Oh, because I was going to say, like, if Poe's coming out in toast, that would be something <laughs> really crazy. <laughs> I love it. You just see the mustached man in there. OK. OK,. Sorry. okay.
2: So here's the thing: every year, mm-hmm. for lots of years, on Poe's birthday, January 19th, a man dressed in black would come to Poe's grave between like midnight and 6 a.m. every year, pour himself a glass of cognac and raise a toast to Poe's memory uh, and then leave. And he would leave three roses and the unfinished bottle of cognac on the at the gravesite. And it happened so often and so regularly. So it started around 1949- just like the 100th anniversary yes. of his death right until 2009 that we know for sure okay this person came every year and and people would actually go and watch this person cuz like people started like seeing well, how did this. they know he
0: did it before they watched it? Well, him? someone oh, like caught him the one year
2: and they'd see the cognac, yeah, exactly.
0: Now, did Poe drink cognac?
2: Well, so no, there's no record of him <laughs> drinking cognac as like a like, drink just of choice. Just you think a writer, you know, he's yeah, gonna Yeah, I drinking. guess, well, this person just must have liked cognac. But there's actually, I, I there's a whole history of it that you can look up, but um, there's a, a, a couple newspaper writers followed this every year you know for a long time um and i guess at one point it was clear that the original toaster it just sounds funny to say (laughs) but the original toaster passed away and his sons took over wow but eventually they weren't very good like some years they (laughs) they weren't good yeah some years they wouldn't show up or there's like
0: Poe, what can I say about him? He's got a three-letter name.
2: (laughs) So anyway, so eventually they stopped. I I think they've maybe started to bring it back as just like a tourist ploy, I'm sure, Mm. the annual Poe toasting.
0: When they brought Sexy back, they brought that
2: back. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I just thought that was
2: really cool that every year this guy shows up and toasts him.
0: Well, also too, I heard in 2009 that they reenacted Pose death oh and i don't know if i said this though because i said that october 3rd was going to be relevant to the oh, story yeah i know october 3rd uh, 1849 was election day Ah, so keeping with the, the cooping yeah i love uh, that cooping
2: <laughs> well not if you had not if it happened to you you wouldn't love it
0: yeah well we, we are in chicago so again yeah, yeah. um so yeah, they reenacted it had actors portraying different parts of the writers that he critiqued and uh when when Poe died, they also the the obituary that was written in the newspaper was written by um what was his name? Rufus or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well he made an obituary that made Poe out to be this crazy lunatic and uh a lot of the stuff wasn't true. Mm, they he, were jealous. Yeah. Hey,
2: are you ready for the for the closing arguments?
0: As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> are you ready for uh,
2: it? I'm not sure. We're going to find out. All
0: right. Well, I got to get my phone out <laughs> Me and too. I got to set 1 minute cuz that's all the time that you get that's and all the time I will time get the get. same amount of time. Yes. Uh-huh. And we are going to plead our case.
2: For you, the voters.
0: For you, the voters, let's, to let's have one do, let's final word. Let's
2: bring it out so that we don't have a tie again. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's let team skeptics come out. Team
2: believer, let's hear it.
0: Mm. All right, I am ready to go when you are.
2: Okay, I'm ready.
0: All right, and we start now.
2: I think I made a good case with my ghost story that Poe lived a tragic life. And more than that, his death was one of those deaths that was sudden and traumatic and not expected. And he spent those last days in the hospital trying to communicate what happened to him. And he was so frustrated by not being able to do that. And those are the kinds of deaths that often result in hauntings. It makes sense to me that some part of him, some energy of him would be here that would still be trying to see us, trying to talk to us, trying to explain himself and what happened. And I think that while a lot of the sightings that are reported probably aren't true, that doesn't mean that he doesn't haunt his grave.
0: You're done. Oh man, I
2: just made it.
0: You just made it. (laughs) All right. You ready? That was wonderful.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hope I'm as good as that when I give mine Um, right now. (laughs) Are you ready? I am. Okay. Let's
2: hear it starting now.
0: Edgar Allan Poe was very dark, very, very dark and very morbid. And I believe that this attributed to people wanting to see his ghost. I do not believe that there is enough evidence out there to support the idea that there that there is a ghost of Poe, but we want to believe it so bad. I want to believe it. That would be amazing to be able to be in the presence of this incredible writer with such a brilliant mind, even though he... Married his 13-year-old cousin that I can't get over. And, and then he had an affair on her, too. I, these are things I can't get over about the guy. But these were very different times then. So I have to just acknowledge that. Uh, I do not believe that there's enough evidence to support it. And if there is doubt, then you have to vote no.
2: Nice. Yeah. There you go. Your time is up.
0: If ah. it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
2: Hey, listen. You can't go over your time.
0: I'm just quoting. Uh (laughs) Well, I think that's about it, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that was enough. That that was a 13th episode, my friend.
0: Yes, yes.
2: That was a 13th episode.
0: It was. It was, definitely. And here's to at least 13 more, if not 1,300 more.
2: Yeah, we're going to keep it going. There's enough
0: ghost stories for us to keep going.
2: so much fun doing this.
0: Oh, my God. In the next couple of months... Are going to be insane. We have such good stories. Yes. Uh, what What's the next one going to be about, Rebecca?
2: Okay, so it's this Wisconsin fire that um, we've had some um, issues with how to pronounce the name. Peshtigo. 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 Pestigo. I think I'm going Pestigo.
0: Pestigo. Okay. Okay.
2: But but I've heard both. Um, but anyways, did you know that there was a fire that happened on the same day as the Great Chicago Fire hmm. that was actually bigger and, and caused more damage
0: and claimed more lives and
2: claimed more lives and caused yes. more hauntings?
0: I was there when you heard about it too. So <laughs> yes, um, we heard about. Well, this. I'm not
2: talking to you. I'm talking to the listener.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't think they're going to respond back to you right now. No, so well, I'm they are right now them.
2: in their head. They're saying, what? I had no idea. Yeah. Well, you're going to find out about it.
0: Yeah. And um, we are going to be stepping away from Chicago like we did with this episode for a little bit. We will be returning to Chicago soon. Oh, we will be coming back very soon. For- Maybe to talk about the first serial killer in the United States.
2: Lots of good stuff. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, so we we have a lot of really, really good episodes lined up for you. I want to give a shout out to a paranormal group out of Cicero in Chicago, or Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. Cicero. Um, they're called Hands-On Paranormal. Yes. They invited me and Rebecca to come out to one of their paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. It is in a funeral or an an old funeral home that's now a spiritualist church yes like at first i was like what kind of church would be in a funeral home but it makes total sense that these are spiritualists that yep. want to speak to the dead yep and cicero has a long history of mafia ties so there's reportedly a lot of deaths that were there.
2: Well, not only that, but it's actually, we're going to come back to that church, I think a little bit in a future episode, again, a Chicago area episode with a, a big disaster that happened. And, and oh, some yes. of the bodies uh, ended up at that that church. So, yes. or funeral home at that time. So, anyways, it, it was a lot of fun. They let you come in. It's it's like, they just let you, they, they bring equipment for you, like a ghost hunting equipment. Yes. And you can just roam around this whole church and upstairs downstairs go around use the equipment there's people there to help you learn how to use the equipment yes how to how to try to talk to the spirits we saw some things with flashlights that
0: yeah i was gonna was say pretty cool we think we might have it on video i have not watched the videos yet so i don't know if yeah, we gotta go through all quality. Of our, our evidence yeah. but
2: um but anyways it was a lot of fun but and i would so- definitely recommend it
0: if, if the videos are usable, we will post them up on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe to us on YouTube. Definitely. You're going to have to do a search to find us there, and you're just going to search for Ghostly Podcast.
2: Yep, they'll find it. Yeah, and they definitely they, will. And then they'll subscribe.
0: Once we Hopefully. get 100 subscribers on there, which doesn't seem like much, but we need 100 subscribers on there in order for us to get a custom url
2: you are so excited about this custom url
0: well because then we could say yeah just go to youtube.com slash ghostly podcast yes. which we cannot say even though i just did but we cannot <laughs> say that because we do not have a custom url so it's something weird like hb four two eight nine three one two they'll do a search they'll find us yes
2: absolutely so a couple other quick things yes um one, I have to give a shout out to my my little nephews, yes, Porter and Elliot. They King are King Elliot, King Elliot, dedicated listeners, yes. and I. It's so I love it. Who it's do they side exciting. with? I don't. You know what? I I think it depends.
0: Oh, it depends upon the episode. Huh? Yeah,
2: I, I think it depends. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll have to have a discussion. Yeah, and, and find definitely. out a little bit more about that, um, and then also there's going to be another opportunity for people to see us. What? Yeah.
0: Yes, there definitely is.
2: We are going to be in a show.
0: Yes, we are going to be acting.
2: Yes, acting. We are actors. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now uh, this one, unfortunately, is would not be for my nephews. This is no. not for children in any way.
0: Even the name in itself it is. It's- Nerdy and Dirty.
2: Nerdy and Dirty. It's a sketch show. Uh, yes. and it's going to be at Center Stage Theater in Naperville. Yes. Illinois. On May May 2nd through the 5th, I believe.
0: I'm gonna look at that while you continue. <laughs> it's to the talk second about
2: that. through the fifth. It's a Thursday through a Sunday. Yes, you're right. Uh and if you go uh on Facebook um, yes. You can look up Memoriam Development or you can go to their website. Memorium Development is the group that um, produces the show. And uh, I believe they have links for buying tickets on either their Facebook page or their website. Yes. Um, and if you use the code ghostly, you get a couple bucks off your ticket.
0: Wow. Not just a couple, three dollars off. Right. So this is actually an affordable night. You get money off. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how much, but yes.
2: Use ghostly. Yeah. Cheap night out. Super fun. You're in Naperville. You can go get some good dinner. But where the theater is, is just a little bit away from downtown. So plenty of parking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, It's really funny. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't want to give away any spoilers to it, but, you know, we've been reading the script and it is just so funny. And we're going to be in a lot of stuff. And uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah. We would love to see you and make sure that you come up and tell us hi because we love it when people come up to us and say hi. Absolutely. And like say that you listen to Ghostly, of course.
2: Of of course.
0: And we'll bring pins with us too.
2: Oh, yes. So if you come to a show, you get a pin.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Button. I can't offer you any cool dead on paper stuff, but I can offer you some pins. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited.
2: All right. Well, thank you. If you've stuck around, we really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: And remember, stay ghostly.